0: Hey, thanks so much to all of you who have sent me emails uh, with questions and comments. It means everything to me. And guess what? New questions and comments are going to be addressed in today's episode. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. This is Casting Actors Cast. This is Casting Actors Cast, the podcast video for actors in the business of show. Casting director Jeffrey Dreisbach brings you insights and inspiration to help make a difference in your acting and your acting career. Here's your host, Jeffrey Dreisbach. Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Casting Actress Cast. I'm Jeffrey Dreisbach. I'm a casting partner with McCorkle Casting in New York. I hope you're having a good day. Welcome. We've gotten so many questions and comments and all kinds of stuff going on. I thought this would be a great day to sort of share some of that. Hey, listen, if this is the first time you're tuning in to Casting Actress Cast, I couldn't be more excited to have you. This is a, a podcast, a video, what we call patios. These are patios all about the business of show, everything from acting, auditioning, to the business of the business. What is it like to be in the business of being an actor? So that's all what this is all about. I've been doing these for a little over three years now and over 75,000 downloads of the podcast. So if you're new, thank you so much for joining me. Hey, listen, if you've been around for a while, then you know what I'm about to say this is that moment of the podcast where I get to say thanks, but I also want to tell you about the website. You can go on absolutely free, castingactorscast.com. That's castingactorscast, all one word, .com. Absolutely free of charge is a spot where you can open up a menu of freebies on the website. All you need to do is fill out that form that says dive into the talent pool, and that'll open up a free video, for example. It's a 20-minute video called Casting Secrets. What they don't tell you. (laughs) But guess what? I'm going to tell you in this free 20-minute video. Also, there's a place uh, that you can download a 100-page PDF book that I wrote on doing voiceover work. Conversation pieces out of the studio, the voiceover workshop for professional actors, is a 75, 100-page PDF Why did I say 75? I don't know where that came from. A 100-page PDF that you can download. You can read it on your device. Oh, if you want to get the hard copy, you be my guest. You can go on um, any of the website, published websites like Amazon and and Barnes & Noble and wherever you get your books if you want a hard copy. By the way, I'm excited to tell you that several universities in the country are using the VoiceOver Workshop book um, as part of their curriculum in doing VoiceOver work. So I invite you you to have this book absolutely free of charge. There's also a place called Jeff's Jots. And this is, um, these are blog um, blog posts, but there are actually show notes that I use to record the patios I put on as show notes. So you can have the show notes as corresponding episodes that are going to help you out as well. So you can kind of follow along if you want. So there's all kinds of stuff there on the website. Also, if you want to get a hold of me via email, Rather than going through that form, I'm castingactresscast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. So feel free to do that. Finally, if you um, are so inclined and want to check out the YouTube site, please do so. It's the Casting Actors Cast channel, Casting Actors Cast channel on YouTube, where you can actually see me doing the podcast. So I sort of simulcast me doing the um podcasts on video. So you can actually watch me doing this. So some people find that I've been told anyway, some people find that to be a really easy way and a kind of a fun way to watch me talking about this stuff, because I think, you know, you can see me gesture. <laughs> you can see me make faces, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, so there's that. All right. This is the very last piece of business, my dear friends at Actors Connection. If you don't know about actorsconnection.com slash New York. Uh, you're missing something. What you're missing is an opportunity to work with professionals in the industry. Everything is online now, so you can work with casting directors, agents, managers, professionals in the business of show in New York. And anywhere you are, you can tune in on these weekly classes. Um, there's also a membership program that they've just opened up. There's all kinds of great things to check out. And hello to my good friends, Colleen and Tony at Actors connection.com slash New York. All right. So let's jump into some of these comments and questions. I thought this would be a a perfect day to sort of read some of the I mean, I've gotten hundreds of um, comments and uh, statements from folks and questions. So I kind of threw some of them together just to give you an idea of uh, the kind of feedback that I've been getting. And I will respond to any of the questions that I get as well. So maybe you'll find some of these questions you had top of mind, and I can uh, answer some of those questions. But uh, so the first Uh, message. So we'll call this message number one says, Hi, Jeffrey, hope this finds you happy and healthy. I've been spreading the word about you to my students and they love your podcast. Jean Hammond. Gosh, thank you so much. For those of you who might not remember Jean Hammond, Um, she developed this fantastic program called MFA um, Meditations for Actors. So I encourage you to check that out. Um, so she has a lot of students and she's in the Seattle, Washington area. So it was really nice to hear back from Jen. Uh, I actually did an episode on MFA for actors you might want to check out as well. So I'm really glad that there are some tools out there for actors. And MFA for actors happens to be one of our really, really great tools that you might find extremely useful. Um, so here's note number two. Um, my agency recommended me not to send my demo reel to casting directors. It is shown on her website. In other words, the it's shown on the agent's website or the, sorry, it is shown on the actor's website. What do you think about it? Best regards. And this is from Asi. I think I'm saying that right, Asi, A-S-I. So Asi, thank you very much. Um, I happened to agree with your agent. I don't think a cold sending of your demo reel is going to bear much fruit for you. Here's the reason why. The only reason I would request from an agent or manager that I get the actor's reel is if there's material on the reel that is germane to the project that I'm working on. I do not necessarily make it a habit of going through an actor's reel just to look at their work. Um, I use it as a tool that I would send. For example, we had a situation recently where this particular producer wasn't familiar with this actor's work. And so in addition to the audition, <laughs> I sent the reel showing clips of the actor um, acting um, in some film and some TV stuff. So just openly sending your reel to casting directors in the hopes that that's going to get you some attention, I think is a mistake. The reel is a necessary tool, but I look at it strictly as that. Um, I don't make it a habit of just looking at demo reels. I'm much more interested in sending the actor the audition, um, and then they send me back a self-tape. So that is the process So a demo reel is an excellent tool, but it is not necessarily the first thing that I would send to a casting director, especially to a casting director that you might not be familiar with, or you're doing it sort of in a cold calling sense where you're just kind of sending it out and hoping that that gets you some attention. Much better to use that later on as the relationship grows and develops. But I appreciate the question so much, Asi, and uh, please keep on listening. It's really been a pleasure having some correspondence with you as well. So I appreciate that. Um, here's the next letter that I'd like to receive, receive, that I'd like to share with you. This is number three. I just listened to your recent podcast. I really appreciated your clarity in regard to the seven steps casting directors use when auditioning. And the point you made about actors receiving audition requests for other roles and opportunities or projects by a particular casting director is the best feedback an actor may want in their audition. Okay, I really read that terribly, so I'm going to just read that last sentence again. And the point you made about actors receiving audition requests for other roles and opportunities projects by a particular casting director is the best feedback an actor may want in their audition. So thank you very much. Uh, This is Jeffrey Grover who sent that to me. Thank you, Jeffrey. I appreciate that comment very much. And I think that was really in reference to talking about how actors really don't get the kind of feedback they deserve when they audition for a project. Sometimes you just get crickets at the end of an audition. You really don't know how you did. And sometimes actors who have agents or managers, they'll press that agent or manager for feedback and how the audition go. I know that agents will sometimes, um, if it's a relatively new client, they'll call me up and they'll say, how did my client do? And that's when I'm happy to give feedback. If I have the time and the inclination um, that to give feedback to that agent or manager, I'll be happy to do so. But in general, the best feedback an actor gets is when that agent calls, sorry, when that casting director calls that agent and Asks for that actor for another role that they may be working on in another project. That's like the highest kind of compliment. What that's saying is that the casting director really likes the actor, really thinks that they're talented, really thinks that they're good, and maybe they'll, they might be a good fit for this other project. You know, sometimes that's the best compliment that an actor can get just because this business is not filled with a lot of gratuitous chit-chat about the actor's work. And in some ways, that's kind of sad, I guess. But in other ways, there's just lack of time and energy to provide that kind of feedback. And I've actually heard some casting directors say, you know what? School's over. Uh, I'm not in the business of giving feedback about an actor's acting. They're either right for the role or they are not. Uh, I think that's a little cold, in my opinion. But I oftentimes will find myself in a situation where I just don't have the time to really provide um, feedback for an actor's work. And the best feedback would be having that actor come in for another project. So thank you very much, Jeffrey, for that note. Um, This uh, next email message I got is from Mark Johnson And he writes, I'd love to receive more information about voiceovers, like how does one get into the industry and what are some tips that I could use to market myself? Well, thank you for that, Jeffrey. Well, honestly, You know what I'm probably going to say. The first thing I would do is to go to castingactresscast.com, download that book called Conversation Pieces Out of the Studio, The Voice of a Workshop for Professional Actors. It's a 100-page manual. It's based on the workshops that I have taught at several colleges and universities throughout the country. And it really does give you exercises, some tips, and it talks all about some marketing tips, things that you need to really be aware of before jumping into voiceover work. Uh, in general, let me just say this, and I don't mean to be harsh about it, but many, many, many actors think, gosh, you know what? I could do voiceovers. And what all it is is just, you know, your voice. Well, you know what? There's a lot more to it than that. And I would suggest for anybody who is, has interest in doing voiceover work, first things first. The first thing that I would do is I would make it an exercise to listen to as many voiceover demos as you can possibly listen to on the internet. Just type in voiceover uh, demo tapes or voiceover um, samples or whatever you want to figure out, you know, whatever you want to Google to kind of get an idea. Because um, once you hear a demo, it's going to give you a good idea about how much variety and versatility the actor, the performer needs to have for doing voiceover work. Also, there are so many areas of voiceover work that you might not have thought of. In addition to what you know as you know, commercial voiceover work or animation voiceover work, you know, there's narration, there's documentary, there's uh, dubbing, audio dubbing, um, any uh, variety of other types of opportunities for actors to voice and use their voice for work is out there. And so investigating taking the time, reading up, listening to voiceover demos, and then following the step-by-steps that you're going to be receiving from any number of books and periodicals talking about getting into voiceover work. Also know that voiceover work is very, very difficult and very, very challenging for actors who don't have representation. Um, it's not that it can't be done and there are non-union opportunities that are out there. Um, it just takes a little bit more work and a little bit more time. So I think the fallacy that I get and I certainly had in my own experience was that, oh, all I have to do is just have some sample of me doing voice stuff and sending it off. But you know what? There's a technique involved. And the other thing I want to share with you is that the voiceover world is a separate industry. It, although there's a lot of show business elements involved, it is a completely separate industry with different players involved. And so it's almost like having another career. You have your acting career and then you can have a voice career. So really be aware that there's a lot more to it than just the initial first thought you might have. All right. So thank you very much for that, Mark. Johnson sent that to me, and I appreciate it very much. Uh, Let me know how it goes, Mark. I'd love to hear back from you. Tell me if you've gotten the book, if you've gotten something out of it. If I can be of additional help to you, I would love to have the opportunity to uh, share more information with you. All right, let's move on from that. Let's do the uh, next email that I got is from a gentleman named Anaya. I think it's Anaya. No, let's take George. This is George... Garber, And let me just read George's email to you. I'm kind of getting a little mixed up on my all these notes that I've got. I am a theatrical voice coach and I use your tips with my students. Thank you so much for your creative and charming podcasts. Oh, how nice is that? I had to sneak that in there. (laughs) Hey, listen, we all could use a few strokes, right? All right, this next one is from Anaya. Uh, Anaya writes, I believe I'm saying your name correctly. Hello, I'm 15, and I want to be an actor for Netflix. I want to be an actress. Some people told me it wasn't for me, but I think it is. (laughs) That's from Anaya. So, Anaya, thank you so much. Well, listen, you're 15. That's awesome that you have the interest and the desire. That can really propel you into a lot of different areas. So, my suggestion to you is to just keep your head down, stay focused, and decide exactly the kind of actor that you want to be. Now, when you said that you are an actor on Netflix, that's in my opinion, that's kind of narrowing the opportunities just a little bit. Being an actor means that you are versatile enough to want to take on all kinds of different projects from all kinds of different areas like film, um television, maybe stage work. So, I understand the dream of being on Netflix, but let's replace that with just some good old-fashioned practical hard work stuff, which is enrolling in an acting class. Even if it's outside of school, if you don't have a drama club or a drama department, find one, find a place where you can get to get, maybe there's some community theater in your area, but in order for you to feel like you were moving in the direction you want to move in. Don't listen to other people, unless they're your parents and there are very specific reasons why, but show your interest by going and participating in some acting training and some acting programs that are out there. Get some feedback from people who might be able to really give you an honest opinion about you and your acting. That way, you can decide whether it's something to move forward with, or perhaps you might wanna shift your focus a little bit into some other areas. The last thing I would want to do is dissuade you from any of your thoughts about this. But I do want to replace the re, the dream of what it is to be an actor with the reality of being an actor, which is that it's just good old-fashioned hard work like any other profession. So good luck to you on that. And please feel free to write me back if you have any additional questions or if I can be of any help to you. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, the next one is uh, from Mark. It says, greetings, Jeffrey. I have some New York credits from theaters that no longer exist due to finances, the pandemic, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Should I remove them as I update my resume or keep them as some of the roles were of a good size? Thanks, thanks, Mark. Well, thank you for that, Mark. I really appreciate that. And I also uh, want the audience to know that I wrote Mark privately about this as well. And my answer, um, is is pretty much the the same whether I'm doing it privately to Mark or to anybody who's had that experience of having some great credits but no longer having that theater that's still a a viable professional environment. Many theaters have closed. Many theaters have changed hands. All kinds of shakeups going on as a result of the pandemic. But here's my thinking. A performance in a good role at a theater, whether it's there or not now, is irrelevant. A good performance at a theater is a good performance at a theater. So if you've gotten a really good role and it really represents your, here's a good word, cast ability now, then by all means, you should absolutely not omit it from your resume. So don't forget that the resume is your one-page sort of advertisement about who you are and what you've done, but it's also a way in which questions can get asked of you, whether it's from an agent or a manager or whether it's from a casting director saying, oh, I haven't heard of that theater. Tell me about it. So there are all kinds of little things in a resume that can might perhaps trigger a conversation with somebody in the industry. So by all means, if it is showing you off in a good light because it was an excellent role and you did a good job, the uh, the theater's relevancy is less important. I'm not saying it's not important. It is less important because, uh, listen, as a casting director... We know the situation. We know how many theaters have closed out there. But the fact that you got cast, that you did and performed in that role, that you did public performances in a professional arena, those are what count uh, first and foremost on your resume. Hey, look at that. That time's flown by here on this podcast. If you have any questions, please, please, please feel free to email me. If you want to do a direct email, I'm castingactorscast at gmail.com. That's castingactresscast, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on Casting Actors Cast. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining Casting Actors Cast. Please don't forget to review, like, and share Casting Actors Cast wherever you get your podios, podcast videos. Thanks! I'm Megan Grace Martinez.